My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. episode uh we're gonna go ahead and do some of our mailbag questions cool, cool, cool. uh so it's gonna be a fun fun time so the first question we have is what is the best gift you have ever received what a great question, a great question. i have i Jesus. have one that comes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i actually have an answer um i think I, maybe not the best, me being me. Uh, maybe not the best, but one of the most special. We're holding you to it. Yeah, this is the best. Yeah, I reserve the right to change my <laughs> mind. Is that it? Yeah. Um, I told a story one time to my now wife uh, when we were just friends about uh, uh, my dad was handicapped and my mom bought him a bunch of stars. Um, for like he was not able to get out of like h- h- the bedroom and the bathroom kind of was his like life there for a little while. And anyway, uh, he wasn't able to go outside very often. So she bought him a bunch of like stick on stars, like the glow in the dark stars for his bathroom. And so while he was like, like in there or whatever, it would look like a, you know, a theoretical night sky, blah, 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 and bought him in a remote controlled moon. And uh, anyway, I told her this story, like, you know, not thinking anything of it one day. And months later, it was Christmas, and we got together with a bunch of friends. And anyway, we all had, like, little gifts, whatever. And and she sets the gift in front of me, and I open it up. She bought me a pack of stars and a remote-controlled moon. That's cool. And uh, anyway, I was like, oh, no, we're getting married now. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm stuck with you kind of thing. But anyway, it was – that's probably one of the most special, yeah. That is a cool one. Do you want to say this? (coughs) I think the best gift, the best gift I've ever gotten, it's probably, so like five or six years ago, uh, my wife Nicole gave me a notebook, and on the book, it was titled Endless Reasons Why I Love You, and so uh, it's a book, it's like one of those like, uh, like, they're white and black. There's a word for it. Compact notebook? That's not it. It starts with oh, a C, though. Composite? Composite yeah. notebook. Oh, wait, is it composite? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Then. Everyone immediately knew which notebook I was talking about. Yeah. Though, but anyways, <coughs> she got me one of those, and then so the thing was titled Endless Reasons I Love You. And so we've been married nine years, ten years in May. Let's go. Uh, and over the years, like, I'll just casually look in that book, and there'll be, like, another reason. Uh, and so it's like this, it really is, like, never ending like endless reasons why i love you and i think that is probably going to go down as the greatest gift i've ever been given and may ever be given it's pretty fantastic so if i want to like yell and punch and burn things to the ground that book is pretty awesome yeah it is pretty neat and as an eight that happens (laughs) i was gonna say weekly (laughs) (laughs) the uh the one i got is like very similar to yours um my wife did the same thing she's a notebook and she just kind of (laughs) like journals in it but like to me and so it's just kind of like hey i really enjoyed this today whatever and uh the other day i went back and i read some and months before i proposed to her she was like i can't wait to be your wife one day and like it's cool to have those in there where it's like you know what i mean like there's kind of like a before we even made moves like anyways look at our wives man yeah Yeah. Yeah. killer are cool yeah Yeah. that was a cool one i have the best but that's okay (laughs) 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 triggered yeah (laughs) Here's a here's another question. This is kind of a silly one, but it's uh, 
Are there more wheels or doors in the world? <laughs> Someone did not send that in. Yeah. That is the craziest question. Are yeah. there more wheels or doors in the world? Wheels or I doors. feel like it's not an opinion question. It's like a fact question, and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those you can keep thinking uh, about. I would assume. I'm obviously going to annoy everybody. Y'all will find out so quickly. These are the worst games to play with me. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I need definitions, man, yeah. to answer yeah. the question. So, like, what makes it a door? Anything on hinges becomes a door? Right, yeah. Because, like, you know... A doorway doesn't necessarily have to have like a door on it, but it is a doorway. Does so it is a doorway need a considered a door? Does it need a handle? Is yeah, like yeah. what makes <laughs> it a door? Doors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with there's more doors. I, will, I just I, I vote that too. <clears throat> I would be yeah. really shocked to find out that there's more wheels in the world than doors. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with doors also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh next one is um who is a fictional character that you've learned something from? I love that. That's a great that. question. Love that. That's a great question. Who's a fictional character that I've learned something from? <laughs> I have so many. Um, man, I have a lot. I have a lot of fictional characters. Um, y'all, I'm 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 about to be that guy, but like, be that guy. Will Smith from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> He really was like, I'm that sitcom did a lot for me as a kid, because mm-hmm. um, I identify with the character Will Smith a lot for a lot of different reasons, and <clears throat> there was something like almost therapeutic about watching him kind of navigate his life mm-hmm. as I was trying to navigate mine, like going through school and stuff, um, and uh, I mean there were just there were whole episodes, bro. Like that thing was giving me therapy, and I didn't know it. Like it was just really good. Uncle Phil and his effect and kind of the way he loved Will, even though they were frustrated, kind of like while it was fake, gave me the hope that maybe one day there could be someone in my life that would love me even if I'm frustrating. Um, And then just the family dynamic, the idea that like he wasn't really theirs, but he became theirs. And just like I could preach a thousand sermons from that TV series like. It's fantastic. So Will Smith in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air would will go down as one of my most essential fake characters. Yeah, that's a good one. You got one? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> so Aang from Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> my guy. Uh, there are a lot of things in that series you can pull from, okay. but one of the coolest ones to me was that uh, if you don't know about the show, the way it works is like every generation there's like a chosen person. And they are kind of like the defender of all the nations. And uh, the way that they are is they like have like each nation has like an element, and they're the one person that can control all the elements. And uh, <clears throat> what's cool is like Aang is a character, and he's actually chosen for his generation. And there is like a bunch of assumptions about this role, like and how you do this role. And a lot of those assumptions kind of rub up against what he thinks is right. And so seeing him be in a role that is like definitive, and like he is chosen for, and like, if you're going to use, like, terminology, like, he's, like, called for, um, and then trying to figure out how to do that in a way that's genuine to himself is, like, pretty cool. Because, like, one of the oh, other people that's chosen in the series, like, before him, um, she actually, like, killed people. And so it was kind of, like, assumed that he was going to, like, kill the bad guy in the series, but he wasn't cool with that. And so, like, kind of seeing him navigate that is, is one of my favorite parts of the series. So. Uh, like I'm t- having to restrain myself not to nerd out and be like, yeah, because like this and this <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I love that series so much. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, 
feel like an easy button. I just got through reading the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time or whatever, and every time it feels like I'm reading it for the very first time, mm-hmm. which uh, is so incredible. And I've really fallen lo- fallen in love in new ways with Harry's character because I've gained so much knowledge. I encourage everybody to read it hard, like hard copy, read it in front of you, and also read it via audio, like a, like an audiobook as well, because I feel like the perspective is like so crazy different. And obviously, watch the movies as well. Um, but my goodness gracious, it's so inspiring to watch in a person who also has such a crazy um internal narrative be able to navigate life Mm -hmm. and his natural default is to try to do it alone and he does try to do a lot of stuff alone but like he has such an incredible community around him of diverse people and inputs and stuff like that that although they are very imperfect uh his community is what like changes the whole game and there are so many quotes from the book, from all the various Harry Potter books that I like implement and like go back to on a daily basis. Um, maybe my fictional character is a the fictional character of J.K. Rowling that I've created yeah. in my mind. <laughs> but uh, uh, in one of the books, Dumbledore talks about um, like just I don't know the specifics of what he said, but like like um, you aren't evil if you did evil like like a a moment of bad doesn't make you evil yeah. just like a moment of good doesn't make you good and i think she wraps up in almost all of her characters like this combination of like everybody outside of umbridge is equally capable of good and bad at different points in their life and in the story and stuff. And yeah. I love that we that she paints those characters like that. So anyway, really I could just keep babbling but I want to throw one more in there. Yep. Uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Mm. I have a similar affinity for Lord of the Rings that Trevor's talking about with Harry Potter. I think the whole thing basically preaches at you. But um, there's this very specific conversation Gandalf has with Frodo. And it's in the Fellowship of the Ring. They're in a mine, which I'm already geeking out. Sorry, guys. Um, <coughs> but they're sitting down, and Frodo, essentially, if you've never watched Lord of the Rings, has this really terrible, heavy, awful burden, mm-hmm. which is a ring, and he has to go destroy it. And it's a really hard journey, and it sucks in so many different ways. <coughs> and he's not equipped in the way that you would expect someone to be equipped. <coughs> so he's sitting in the cave, and he's having a conversation with Gandalf, and he's like, I wish I would have never done this. Like, I, w- I wish I would have never been here. I wish this would have never happened. I wish I, w- I wish I would have never had to carry this ring. I wish I just would have stayed in the Shire. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm going to paraphrase because I can't exact quote Gandalf. But Gandalf's response to Frodo is essentially, um, so do all people who see such times. But that is not for them to decide. What it is for them to decide is what to do with the time that's been given. Mm-hmm. And, dude, that <laughs> singular phrasing, that whole thought process, the idea that like <clears throat> everyone who goes through tragedy wishes that they wouldn't have and wishes that the difficult moments, the difficult seasons weren't happening, but that isn't for them to decide. Right. However, what they do get to decide is what to do with what has been given. Yeah. Will you move forward? Will you fight? Will you believe in hope? Will you create a better future? Ultimately the ring gets destroyed in the movie, obviously, you know, spoiler alert. Um, 
But that cl- that that was huge for me. Like especially like when Lord of the Rings came out, I was a kid and life was really difficult. So I just remember specifically hearing that phrase and being like, "Oh my gosh, that is it. That's so yeah. true." Uh, it was really freeing for me. So Gandalf, I read the whole series, but you know, shout Boom. out to specifically Gandalf. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, do you guys have any other podcasts that you would recommend? <coughs> yeah, I got you. Okay. <coughs> uh, let me pull up my podcast app because I got a few <coughs> that I will send you beautiful humans down. <coughs> if I can get my uh, app to work. <coughs> All right. So, uh, <coughs> uh, one of the first ones I would recommend <coughs> is, uh, the where's it at? Um, spiritually healthy leadership. It's a really good podcast, um, and it just it's there's a lot. Like I mean, there's like three hundred some odd episodes. It's really long, but it's a great Sweet. podcast. Uh, you have to sift through some, but like uh, uh, generally speaking, really good. <coughs> um, if you're a sports fan, uh, Burnt Orange Nation is fantastic. You some high quality football content right there, um, and then I'm a huge fan of the Ed Milet show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not specifically Christian, but he brings in a bunch of different guests. There's a lot of really cool content, um, so I would definitely give that one a shout out. And last but not least, I would recommend if you're really into leadership. Like, uh, that's like a topic you enjoy a lot. The Kerry Newhoff leadership podcast is good. Uh, Andy Stanley leadership podcast is good. Craig Rochelle leadership podcast is good. And I'll throw you another one. There's one that's really good that I'm like just new to. So, uh, I can't put like my full, full stamp approval on it just yet, but it's called the disruptors. My best friend, Joshua Knowles turned me onto this and this podcast is crazy. Y'all they deal with some really heavy content, really big topics. So, there's some politics and kind of social stuff in there. So mm-hmm. if that's not your cup of tea, you may skip that one. But that's Sweet. what I got. Sweet. One of my goals, one of the things that I would like to achieve in 2023 is to um, broaden my horizon on specific podcasts. I would like to gain. So I'd like to gain some fun stuff of like just areas of hobbies and stuff that I like and also get more content like worship leader specific like as a worshiper as a worship leader as a worship pastor etc and stuff um an unfortunate and fortunate thing about a lot of creative musical type people is that everybody wants to talk but not a lot of the time people know what the crap you're saying Mm -hmm. because it's just like a lot of fluff and a lot of fat and stuff and so my frustrations with that is like i'm gonna have to dedicate like a month of time of just diving in a bunch of different things to find it so um the only one that i have found that i enjoy the majority of the time is uh hillsong's creative podcast Hmm. Um, cool cool people but but yeah that'll have to be a like i'll report back to the team sweet once i've done my research kind of deal um i'm gonna i have a few to echo from you um so the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast is something I'm listening to quite a bit. Uh, I listen to the Bible Project Podcast. Ooh, oh, I like that, that's too. That's a, that's a good one, one actually. Um, they do a lot of, like, Q&As. Uh, they're really good about, like, being educational but not necessarily pushing a theology, and I really appreciate that. Um, I listen to uh, Battle Ready is a fun one. Uh, it's by Mosaic Church. Um, their older episodes, in my opinion, are uh, – 
like amazing. So if you go back and listen to those, um, and then uh, Jocko podcast, if you uh, like, it's kind of more like a discipline. Like he's he's a Navy SEAL and he has a lot of cool stories, and uh, I really like listening to those. Sometimes they get me pumped to to be a better person. So those are those are what I got. <coughs> And the No Walls podcast. And the No Walls podcast. <laughs> if you don't already know what that is, don't know how you're here. But oh, uh, this is a one I haven't listened to in a little bit. But the Minimalists podcast. Mm, that one's good too. Yeah, they got some good stuff. Sometimes they have, they have some good conversations. Um, all right, I think this is the last question we have. But this one is probably gonna take a little bit to unpack. It says, uh, I've always been the type of person to have a step-by-step plan for my life. I've always had an expectation on how old I'll be when I have kids, a house, a job, etc. But now that I'm following God and I want my life to honor his plan for me, how do I know I'm making the right decisions or making the decisions at the right timing? And then it says, uh, if I make a step in the wrong direction, will God turn that wrong step into a right step? Good. Wow. That's a lot of questions. Yep. Yeah, I think we're just gonna go section by section to answer this one appropriately. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful question. It's just it's kind of loaded a little bit. <clears throat> um, I think I would say that um, if I'm gonna just be honest with you, you guys can speak to it. I don't think you will almost ever know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do think that there are moments where you have, I mean, just such an unshakable peace. Like there's just like uh, you just you just know. Like, uh, and that, uh, it's a terrible way to, like, explain that, but that's the best way I know. It's like, like, I couldn't convince you your name isn't the name you have. Cause I do think you do get some moments in life where you have that level of confidence. Like, yeah. I, I'm here. For the vast majority of life, though, I do not think you get afforded that. Um, so trying to figure out the right timing or am I making the right call, I don't think that's the target. Because I think if that's the target, you'll spend your life anxious as crap. And you'll never have really any confidence in where you're going, what you're doing, because you'll always be so concerned and fixated on, is this the absolute right? Like, is this perfect? Um, The better question, I think, is, is this the most right thing I can do now? Mm. Is this the wisest thing for me? I think wisdom is something you can shoot for. I don't think accuracy is. Um, There are so many variables you don't know. Like, I mean, you can go into every conversation asking all the questions you know and still maybe the person's not forthcoming enough like there's just variables in life you can't control and so even timing is so unique i think the best thing you can do is ask yourself um what's the wisest thing i can do now and pray i mean obviously pray i think is a huge piece of that pie uh fast if it's a really big decision bring the people in your life along your journey that has you know for feedback and with like in wisdom but um i think Peace is kind of where I chase. Um, so for me, I want to be able to lay my head on my pillow and know that however this thing played out, I asked all the questions I knew and made the best call I knew to make, and I can give an account for that to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's my gauge. So any decision I'm making, I want to be able to look Jesus in his face and be like, no, I'm okay with why I made that. Yeah. And once you get there, that's that's the goal. That goal is achievable to me. But whether or not it's perfect timing or it's even the most – or even though it's the right decision, I just don't think you can know it. Yeah. I think sometimes you can, but I think far more often than not, you just got to go with 51. Mm-hmm. You get 51% and you ask all the questions you know and you move somewhere. You take a step and trust that God's going to help you throughout the process. Yep. 
So, uh, what do you think happens whenever you th- you think you have fifty one and you take a step and it was the wrong step? So I think I think that's one of the questions, right? Yeah, it's like it's kind of because God that. make yeah. So I think <coughs> I think when uh, like God is talking to Samuel when he's anointing David in Scripture, it's like God doesn't put you know the tape measure of a man at the head; He puts with his heart, basically, right? So like. The way you, the way humanity judges greatness is on the 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 outside, but I'm judging the heart. Uh, I think God is far more concerned with intention than He is action. And so, in my opinion, why you did it is a thousand times more important than what it is you did. Um, and so, for me, I think there is so much grace to be who God's called you to be, to walk this life out. I think it's hard. I think there's empathy God has for you. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about Christmas is he came to live as us. Um, and so, in my opinion, God's concerned about why you're making what you're making. And I think grace and his help and his guidance will help you navigate. So I actually think you could go the wrong way. And God and his amazing ability could somehow make that look like it was the right call. As long as why you made that call had proper motives. It had good intent. You had a good heart. Like, you can't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So like there are so many things in your life you don't know. And depending on how you were raised and what the family dynamics were and the people in your life, you're going to have a ton of things you're really great at and a ton of things you know nothing about. And all of that is wrapped up in the human you are. And so trying to get to a place of like, I want to make the most loving, the most kind, the most empathetic, the most hope filled decisions I think God honors all those steps, and I, I fully believe that. So, yeah, I think if you get to 51, you take a right, and it was supposed to be left, God will just shift that plan to go right. Or at the very least, somehow magically get you to left. So I, I don't care how God does it. I just know he'll do it. Like, if you are chasing him, he will cover everything else. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you you pretty much already said this, but I did hear uh, T.D. Jakes. He had a quote where he was talk- when he was uh, talking to Stephen Furtick, and his son was like, like freaking out about that he was going to videography school or something and he's like talking to td jakes who is his father which is such a crazy thing in my opinion to have td jakes as your dad but and he was like dad like what i think this is the thing i want to do but what if it's not and td jakes response was uh if this isn't the thing it'll be the thing that leads you to the thing mm, and that's I, thought, good. I thought it was a cool cool thing but um yeah that's all the questions we got today it's a little bit of a shorter episode but it was a fun time and uh i appreciate you guys talking with me today next time we do a mailbag episode uh we'll probably be you want to try to do uh, like one a year you think it'd be a good uh, shooting for I, maybe more maybe one more. a year feels a little less yeah it does yeah okay so uh twice a year minimum maybe four times a year max okay cool yeah so we will definitely at least do another one soon <laughs> uh, so uh you guys send in questions to um our email at no walls at the brick dot church or you can go to our Facebook page and you can find us, or you can go to the Bricks Facebook page and message us there and send in questions because we will be doing another one of these soon. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you guys for talking. Love, Love you, guys. sir.